It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also this week, we have a very special guest, the man who is a voice of rage or dare. It is our man, Casey, a.k.a. the Nerdy Photographer. How goes it, Casey? Hello, hello. Welcome to me. Yes. <laughs> right. All it's right. Excited to be here, guys. Nice. Right on. We're excited to have you. <laughs> so with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, baby. A Casey episode. I don't think I'll be able to contain my loins today. Mm. Gird. Gird, yes. gird your loins as much as you can. Nice. Okay, well, thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. And we will probably watch it. And if it played in theaters, we will absolutely watch it. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Okay. Now we get to the grit. This is, this is actually a special episode, not just because Casey's here, but this is our whole episode for this week. How special do you feel now, Casey? I feel super special. I feel so special. Like, I'm glad I wore a clean t-shirt for this. And pants. Casey is officially wearing no pants. Not pants. Shorts. Are they? Wait, I I can't really see. So are these like hot pants? No. They're very cold at the moment. I, I sat in some uh, an ice bath before coming into my office because I couldn't run the air conditioning while I'm here. <laughs> so you're like us. You're in a sweat box as you're, yes. as you're recording. Nice. Exactly. Well, so Casey. The healthy, healthy glow is actually a sheen of sweat. <laughs> nice. Tell our listeners everything they wanted to know about the nerdy photographer, but we're also not afraid, afraid to ask. Well, let me tell you, the nerdy photographer is uh, my mission to teach people both about photography and having fun with photography, and both be it's 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 edutainment. There's there's uh, the podcast itself has grown into both a science fiction comic book storytelling device, as well as having interviews and inform other informative photography related information. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform just under nerdy photographer podcast and i'm available on pretty much all the social medias at the nerdy photo that's at the nerdy photo yes and he has some amazing tiktok like videos that we get to see on the instagramming which are oh. fantastic i might, oh, might I do on TikTok. there's other stuff that ends up on tiktok <laughs> that, uh, that i also do where i actually have developed quite a following and uh, do some story time things that people seem to love, which I was completely surprised out of nowhere. Things actually like people were like, Oh, we want to listen to this. And I was like, really? 
uh, is kind of a, a shock to me. It's the first time that's ever happened to me on social media. Well, well, they are uh, finally getting to know what we have known for <laughs> a few years now, is that there's not much that we don't love about you. Oh, you're too kind. No, I'm actually not. Seriously. I'm just truthful. <laughs> that's Although Bryce is more truthful than I am for the most part. Mm. I tend to be pretty blunt um, when it comes to things. Uh, don't give a lot of. I don't give myself a lot of credit. Uh, I've been working on that. Uh, I appreciate it. The uh, the praise, Jim, is just a you know a little pat on the back. Um, he's actually a leprechaun. He sits on my shoulder and um, <laughs> tells me I did good things. I keep my leprechaun in my pocket. Oh, mm-hmm. front or back? Uh, both actually, one in each. Oh, hey, you got double leprechauns. That's true. I'm doubly lucky, too. So this week, the only movie we're going to be talking about is the movie Prey, which apparently is on Disney Plus in Canada. And I think it's on some other things. Is it Hulu or something in the States? Hulu in the States. Yeah. Do you have also Disney Plus, by the way? I have both, but I've not seen it in the States on Disney Plus, but a lot of things just popped up on Disney Plus because I checked it yesterday. For some reason, I thought uh, it's something another show was coming out on Disney Plus, but it's actually coming out tomorrow. Um, and I th- saw a lot of new things there that you know I had not seen before, so I need to go and sort through that. Yeah, but no, it's on. It's been uh, advertised here in the United States uh, to stream on Hulu, so I don't yeah. think it's on. We don't, we don't actually get Hulu up here, so that's probably why Disney said, you know what, let's buy that and stick it there. Which <laughs> Let's get ourselves some more streaming content. Exactly, and I'm sure glad they're putting all kinds of good stuff in here. So I will start to talk about Prey. Uh, rewatching the original Predator, the first thing you learn is that the coolest person and the smartest person right from the very beginning is Sonny Landham, who plays Billy, the First Nations character in the film. And if you can believe it, he really is of First Nations ethnicity. So kudos to the original film in the franchise for being a beacon of ethnic diversity and making what I'm guessing was planting the seeds to finally get the right people hunting Predator. But what Predator did right for ethnicity in the film They still fucked up the stupid sexist commentary that what appears to be a homophobic dialogue in true fashion of the 80s. Way to fuck up a good start, Predator. Way to go. So, fast forward 35 years. Ship the filming to the greatest film location to shoot. A film on the Universal Plane, and that is Calgary, Alberta, where this fantastic film was shot. And we get the latest in the Predator franchise. After seeing this film, I have to remind people that I love ladies who kick ass and punch dicks and apparently throw axes. I love the relationship building of our lead and their family, the detail in the life of the indigenous people lived, such as the herbs or herbs, depending if who you're talking to, and hunting and foraging, which although... Um, contrast with the technology of the predator it shows smarts and ingenuity can defeat a highly higher evolved species when and where have we heard that hmm colonize much maybe i wish there was a better way to show bears wolves lions tigers or whatever else they're gonna put other than sea snakes thank you uh aside from CGI, because there was a lot of that. But there is also a lot of good practical effects in this. Not only did I rewatch the original Predator, I also watched rewatched the entire franchise, Why? including the Alien <laughs> Predator mashups. Ugh. Gotta say, I love the versions of Predators that aren't making friends with humans. This race of aliens are a war-driven battle species, always trying to find the biggest challenge. I love the message that it takes a village to fight the predator, but it takes a smart, ass-kicking, dick-punching, axe-wielding, powerful female warrior to to deliver its head for spiking purposes. CGI was terrible, but Prey to me was Mondo. I loved it. 
And I got some unpacking to do, but we'll do that after. We'll do that later. Yeah. Casey, what do you think of Prey? One word comes to mind when I think of Prey. Okay. That is refreshing. Okay. This finds this film finds a way to refresh a once fun franchise that has grown stale from absent-minded overuse. Instead of trying to find the bigger, newer, shinier toys for the characters to use, Prey simplifies things and goes back to basics by setting the film 300 years in our past. The performances by Amber Midthunder and the rest of the indigenous First Nations actors, uh, as well as the dog in the movie, are engrossing and intimate. And as a nice touch, you can also watch the film dubbed in the Comanche language as well, at least here in the States. Yep, here too. Um, Prey blends an indigenous First Nations coming-of-age story with a science fiction thriller which evokes the feelings that I got watching the first film. Yes, we've seen the Predator before, but we have not seen this Predator. An alien hunter who is not as technologically advanced as those we've seen in previous movies, this Predator is both more savage and more vulnerable than those we have seen in past films. Furthermore, we finally get to see the Predator hunt something other than people. And, as in the original film, it's not the biggest weapon which wins the battle, but rather cunning and ingenuity. The film is wonderfully paced at an hour and 39 minutes. It is patient without being plotting, masterfully building tension over the course of the movie until we finally learn who is the predator and who is the prey. Well said. So, what would you rate this? I would call it, I'd give it a Mondo. All right. That is two Mondos. Two Mondos. Something tells me the CGI may have put Bryce over the edge, but maybe it was something else. Let's see. So, as has been mentioned, Prey comes out 35 years after the original and takes place 300 years ago. It is a sci-fi period piece about a Native American tribe that must outsmart an alien invader. I'm surprised this got made with that concept. I know. But I am glad there are some forward thinkers that made it happen. We have some sweeping cinematography that is breathtaking. We have a powerful score that drives the story. And the best thing we got was a star-making turn from young Amber Mid-Thunder as our kick-ass young female warrior who wants to hunt with the rest of the guys in her tribe. It does not take long for us to learn that she can not only hang with the men, but surpass them in many ways. Towards the beginning, we got some suspect CGI involving a (laughs) snake. Um, But from there on in, the CGI was... Still terrible. It was passable. It didn't bug me as much as that that one sequence. Yeah. Um, Which, honestly, is all you can hope for because CGI sucks even when it's done well. The story of this young warrior develops throughout and the encounters with the Predator are tense and well laid out. I was rooting for her from the start and the final showdown was not a letdown as so many of these films tend to be. Plus, we got the nod to the original Predator when Naru, our kick-ass female lead, says... I don't think this thing can be killed. To which her brother, Tabe, says, Yes. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It does. And then when young Naru takes... Yeah, when young Naru takes said blood and applies it as war paint, I was ready for the final battle. This is by far my favorite Predator movie, which was hit and miss over the years. I am glad that they took this one where they did. It was a sweeping epic with a standout performance from Mid Thunder, which makes this an unexpected Mondo. What? Triple Triple banger. Do we have a button for that? We do. Do you know where this Mondo? Mondo! Mondo! I gotta admit, I did not. I, I thought. Something like as bad as the CGI, I thought would have taken Bryce away out of his head. It was and into something honestly, else. Honestly, the CGI wasn't that bad, except for that snake I agree scene. With Bryce on that. that snake I agree scene with was, Bryce. yeah. The CGI was like, in my opinion, the CGI wasn't terrible. And also, here's another reason you should be on TikTok. I've been seeing tons of behind-the-scenes videos from this movie, from the actor who plays 
the Predator and other people who worked on the effects. There's a ton of practical effects yep. in there. The CGI is mostly limited to those big animals. animals. Yeah. Um, and um, a few of the weapons of the Alien, predator. which, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, right? And, like, but the thing is, they have practical things on set that they're like, he like yeah. throws at people, but like, you know, there's just things that, you know, obviously. And I don't know if you caught this. I know you, you brought up Right, the 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 call back to if it bleeds we can kill it. Yep. The gun. Yeah. At the very end. Yes. Is a th- it brings us back to Predator Two. Yep. With Danny Glover. <laughs> yes. Which I was surprised. I was like, oh shit, really? We're gonna we're 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 keeping the canon of uh, Predator Two. Uh, uh, it, it it made me smile. <laughs> it made me yeah. smile too because I'm like uh, when I rewatched the Predator Two, I hadn't seen it since I saw it in cinemas, however many years ago that was. And I actually enjoyed it more this time because it's so bad. Oh, it's funny. Like it, I laughed oh, all Gary the way Busey. through it. Oh, Gary Busey's so so good in it. Like He's so good. He chews so much scenery. Oh, it's just it. Uh, lions, tigers. <laughs> oh my. He's on I, safari. <laughs> I just like. I don't think Gary Busey's ever been better. Like. Oh, I mean, there's. Oh, I will say, and this is going to come up later, and you know, I have some things to talk about, which involve Gary Busey, where I think he's nice. Okay. Point Break. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You you know what? There's just movies that you don't go back to sometimes, and you think, oh yeah, he was in that, and he was in that, and he was in that before he went crazy. He was in. (laughs) He was an amazing actor. He was in a horrible bike accident. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's gonna Let's face it, though, he was always a little. He was a little. He was always <laughs> sure. a little nutty. Yeah, it just amplified the nuttiness. But yeah, I mean, I I was not turned off by the CGI. No, in this film at all. I was. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, so many I, times it takes you right out of it, and it it absolutely yes. didn't this time. See, it took me out a little bit only because you know it's CGI, and. They did such a good job with the nature of everything else. It was kind of throwing me off, but it didn't affect my love of this movie in any way, shape, or form. Like you, pretty small moments actually in the film, like the the the, the mountain lion, the snake. The snake was bad. Yes, the, the, the bear, was really bad. the wolf, the rabbit, the bear. Yeah, the bear. That like bear it didn't so... last that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was fairly quick. It wasn't like the the a, a huge chunk of the movie. I think that that's why it didn't take us out of it so much. It was like. Okay, this is like 15 seconds. Yeah, and they focus on so many other things in it too, right? Like that one scene with her throwing the axe back and forth between the trees, probably my favorite scene of any predator. Better than the hand grasp, better than get to the jobber, better than than so many. What are you doing? (laughs) Get back to the jobber. Do it. (laughs) What are you waiting for? Man, it's um, so much better than that. Like that scene alone, I was just like, "This, this person can fucking kick some dick." I was yeah, so excited. She totally like in the the vein of Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, and you know Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Like she is an ass kicking, like dick punching tour de force. Like and I don't know if you guys have seen the. It's a TV show, so I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Legion. Amber Mid Thunder was in this no. show. Oh, oh really? Based, well, guess what we're watching this weekend. <laughs> it's like several seasons, and it is a brilliant, brilliant series. Mm. It is. It is uh, you talk, talk about cinematography, and where she plays actually a a uh, this guy who can split himself into two beings, and mm. one of the beings is her. He imagined her. And, and like, you know, she is like a, basically this thing that kept him safe. Mm. Like she is a, this, you know, indigenous warrior who like he was able, that was his special power was to be like, he created her okay to fight his battles for him. Oh, so she's They're ass kicking in that too then. Oh yeah. She's she obviously pretty ripped uh, and actually works that. out on a regular basis. Uh, she yeah, just didn't she have to get. in the TV show Roswell. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Shows. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Well, this this was my introduction to Amber Mid Thunder, and yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, never seen. He was fantastic. So yeah, there's. A... That, like, oh, go ahead. Oh Sorry, no, go ahead. ahead. No, finish, finish. I thought what was really gripping about her performance 
was how she like it, it, the I want to be one of the guys portion of things is like it, that's kind of a, a well-trodden path but it was the way in which she was like you guys don't understand like the, the, it was very much like she was not she's not just trying to be like tomboyish here it's because you know she's like I am she's smart this yep. character is super intelligent and learns like you want to talk about in every she is the obviously the smartest character in this film oh by, by far, far. Except for maybe her and, mom, although her mom lives under the tradition because her mom makes no. a couple of, of wise comments to her about certain things, mm. like when she's talking about her dog and about not all intelligent things can be trained. Right, and here's the thing. The one thing I, I love that her brother, her brother is like a huge supporter of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to... He knows her like, skills. I'm, right, he's like, I'm going to get you on this... Like you better track this thing because <laughs> this is I, your I shot. Everybody you can do it. Um, but also, he tells like he tells her like I was able to kill the mountain lion because you weakened it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't like, and that was that was about the team, right? Like they were the two of them together were a really good team as a brother sister duo, right? Yes. But when they get captured later on, and they're working to get out of this, like from the trappers, who I also have to, I get I have to give a shout out like the trappers are evil bastards yep um but the depiction of how they try to go about hunting yes the predator yep is awesome these guys are, these guys are hunters yep they are also hunters like we're, we're seeing like different approaches to hunting they will they will burn the forest so that it can't hide in the trees <laughs> yes. and we're gonna set up traps everywhere <laughs> yeah these guys like they're not stupid i mean like they can't yeah like they're well under under armed and prepared for this fight, but they go about it as well as they can, given what they have. Yeah. And I have to say, the guy who gives her the gun, the um, one who speaks multiple languages, yeah, yeah, seems to know things about the predator species. And I don't know if it's because they've just been watching this thing for the last week or whatever it's been. But I he think he's just smarter than the rest of them. I think I got the impression he was just smarter than the rest of them because he he did have a little bit more. Um, he was more in tune with um, yeah. with everything else that was going around him. Like he didn't feel they needed to do certain things, and and also keep in mind that this the hunters were always the top of the food chain. They'd never yeah. hunted anything they weren't top of the food chain, right? Right, but that's also the the uh, indigenous characters. The the journey, the coming of age journey, is to hunt something that will hunt you. And like, what a perfect like dichotomy between the predator, yep. and the prey. Yeah, who is the predator? Who is yeah, the prey? Yeah. Like, this is a great thing. Like, we're hunting each other, and that this is like this is part of their culture. Yep. The, the you know, as opposed to these hunters who are just like so used to. Well, just we're going to trap something. Well, and, and the hunters, gonna... the hunters, and it, it does tell a little bit of history, actually, which right. actually kind of leads into one of the unpacking that I wanted to do was, you know, it wasn't just the French. This, But in this, it's kind of interesting how they made the French the bad guys in this. Because it does, right. I know it's supposed to take place in the U.S., but it is actually filmed in Canada. So when, you, when you're watching it from a Canadian lens and the bad guys are French, it's kind of like, okay, what was the intent of that? I think from a, from a, maybe for the story perspective, they put it in French because they wanted everybody that was watching it to also not be able to understand what was being said unless you spoke maybe. French. So it, it's kind of like... I don't think that... Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't think that was the case because I I was reading up on the development of this film a little bit, and it's the they chose the French because they would where they set this, that's who would have been there, like at that time. Yeah, like they were like okay, we were trying to be as accurate as possible as to what, like who the hunters and trappers would be, and it would have been mostly French. Yeah, well, the French French were a big part of the trapping in Canada at that time, too, with the indigenous communities. That's why the Métis actually came out of the 
the French and indigenous people. They were the first people to really do that whole Western uh, North America, right? So, but I, I thought it was kind of good because if they would have been English, they would have been having to speak English, and yet we're right. listening to it in English because yes. so we can understand it. So I thought that was kind of an interesting um, yeah, thing to have. Yeah, I thought was a, a good device. Piece. It was. Yeah. The other thing, well, there's a few, but um, the scene where, this is another scene that I really liked, which was the the predator and her both licking their wounds together at the same time. That scene where he's doing his, his, not, his cleaning of of wounds and whatnot and then she's yeah. doing hers with her natural yeah. uh remedies yeah, and stuff her herbs yep. she's and the thing is like she is like that i, I saw that that moment where you're, like, you know, the she embodies both the hunter of her culture and the healer yeah um and i thought that was great yeah i think that um showing that she has abilities that most of those guys do not have in her in her community like to be able to heal themselves they yeah can't. yeah they, they needed know. her for that earlier in the movie too right yep she saves that dude who got attacked by the mountain lion so yeah i would say for me this was the best for sure in the franchise you already said it was for you too yeah it was for me for sure would you say the same for you casey it's number two for me because i love the original okay just because it's the original that that's uh, the only reason. Okay. And, and I, I give the original it, its its place as number, but this is a super close. Yeah. Second, like they're rubbing up against each other, um, and I, I just give that because the there are also so many great nods in here, like to like when she's coming out of the mud, and you're like, oh, this is gonna like, be how she like, yeah, she's gonna disguise herself, but it's not. not yeah. She's gonna use the herbs to slow down her metabolism. You know, yep. Yeah, metabolism, and just like that's how she's gonna like disguise yourself like that like we're kind of we're gonna make you think we're repeating something but we're not yeah um there was a lot the of dog. clever stuff like that for that sure. they tied into it yeah. for sure yeah and, and even just the whole fact that it takes place 300 years in the past was you know it how, made it, it so much more visceral yeah yeah than a lot of the, the avp movies or the predator yeah which, yeah I generally like Shane Black's writing. I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, the 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 nice guys. Like I generally love his writing, but the yeah. Predators, uh, the the Predator was awful, um, and the AVP movies, they are unwatchable. Just, I, I shake my head. They're awful. They're funny. Like, why did you bring Lance Henriksen into an Alien versus Predator movie? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. They what about what about the they brought in our man adrian brody in for predators yeah. predators i actually you know what i didn't predators, mind it. i don't mind adrian Brody's yeah. in it. i've met adrian brody he's a lovely person um i predators doesn't bother me so much yeah um because it's like it tries to separate itself but it's just like we're gonna it now we can't uh have the, the alien the predator has realized i can't just sit down on this planet and have my way with them. Gave willy nilly. Like you know, I can't just do what I want on this planet anymore. Like people are gonna f see me or whatever. So I'm just gonna kidnap people and bring them to a planet where I can hunt them. Um, and it's <laughs> it has elements to it that I think are really the Topher Grace yeah. killer character. It's great. I think that's a great thing that you know, like uh, change in things. Like we're gonna spice this up in some ways. Um, Adrian Brody's character is a little too cool. <laughs> Yes. Like the 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 thing. One of the things I love about Arnold's character in the original is he freaks the fuck out, <laughs> which <laughs> is know, appropriate. Like, yeah, right. There's a fucking alien hunting you. Um, yes. Who's smarter and stronger yeah. and faster yeah. and invisible? Yeah. <laughs> like, why shouldn't you be concerned about all of these fucking things? Like, these are all things you should be scared of. Which is why Billy's line when he's like, "What's out there? Ain't no man." Like yeah, you know, and he's and he's just like I'm gonna go out a warrior, you know. I'm I'm just gonna take my fucking machete and like let's do this thing, yeah. Because he just he knows he can't win. But it's it's also like every single Arnie movie. He gets down to the end and it's like, okay, 
take your gear off, put your guns away. Let's do this Mano a Predator. Uh, that's not every Arnold movie. It's pretty it's much like, oh, every Amanda. Arnie movie. That's Amanda, why I'm not saying they're good. every gun available on himself. Yes, but at the end of Commando, he has to battle that guy in the basement. You know who that guy is? That guy is also uh, the Mohawk dude from uh, Road Warrior. Yes. And they turned him into like chainmail wearing fat Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that. Uh, that was that was my, one of my favorite Arnie moments. All right. Hey, Bennett, blow off some steam. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you remember every one of these lines. In fact, I actually love it, by the way. You know what? If you talk to my wife, she'd be like, you should use a little bit of that brain power for, for something. For the, for, the, ah. for the greater good? This is the greater good. Come on. All right. Well, I think we've given three mondos to the prey. And Definitely. now we're going to talk about some things we don't like. Temperature rising. Mm. <laughs> Vision blurring. Rage taking over. say that like this is how i knew i loved you guys' show because that line from mystery men <laughs> i am mr furious a lot of times <laughs> so but, are we <laughs> yeah it's just like when i heard that i just I went, yeah fuck you yeah. <laughs> rage, no rage really right <laughs> really taking over all right so my rage this week is dumping prey on streaming platforms when what? it should have been seen on the big screen. They took by far the best entry, in my opinion, in the Predator series and made it lesser by the way they have chosen to present it. From the sound to the cinematography to the sweeping score, it all should have been presented in grand style on a giant screen at the cinema. Seeing this with an audience would have been the way to see it. That is my rage. You know, the saddest part about your rage mm -hmm. was that was also my rage. But now I'm going to have to come up with another rage. You told me to go first this time. I did. I just see it. He was, he was bitching with me before the show started. He's like, you never put me first. Never, never. I can't deal with change. You always want to close strong, Jim, which is why I should always close. Okay. We know that's not true. But Casey, would you agree? Like, would you have rather have seen this in cinemas? Yes. I, w I would have paid to see this in the cinema, and I think that it would have been much better. A much better experience. Even though yep. I loved it on my TV, I would have loved it even more. In oh, the yeah. An IMAX. Something like this was... It yes. was meant to be seen on the big screen and, you know, at, with an audience. Yeah. And Here's the thing that I've, that I've found in the development of this project, which has been going on for quite a while. Um, they've been trying to develop this for as like before Predator, the Predator, the Shane Black version came out. They were trying to get this movie made. Oh, really? They were developing it. Wow. Um, and the, like, yeah, they just stuck with it. And they didn't want to, like, I, my, my guess is the studio just didn't want to risk putting it in theaters. They were like, We're, this is going to go straight to streaming. And they need, they had, because of COVID, um, didn't know what they were going to do with it. Oh, uh, wow. A lot of, like, is development limbo. And it's a brilliant movie, and I would have loved to have seen it in theaters. And I hope that it actually gets a theatrical release. Yeah. Because it's super well-received. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll get a second run now. Maybe. If it comes to cinemas, I'll definitely go see it. Yeah. yeah there, there's other All movies that are getting like Mavericks coming back out on. Uh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Maverick. Feelings about that movie. <laughs> uh, Who's raging next? That's you, buddy. Let me tell you. What really upsets me these days. I want to hear it. On fucking warranted reboots. Oh, baby. I recently heard a story about Jake Gyllenhaal has signed on to do a reboot remake of Roadhouse. No. Oh. What? Yes. 
Ugh. And this goes into the uh, the stack of why the fuck are you doing this? Uh, <laughs> entries into cinema history that include yeah. the twenty like the, the the Point Break remake that they did um, and other things, but like we're they're looking at a Highlander remake with uh, Henry Cavill uh, playing Connor McLeod. This is this is like Why? so sacrilegious. It's not even funny. Like I have this thing about if a movie's bad, let it stay bad. Don't try and make it better. And if a movie was great, just let it be great. Don't reboot right. well, shit. My, they don't need it. My thoughts on that is like if a film like we were talking about CGI and bad CGI, bad effects. If a movie had a, like the, the the whatever like here's a movie I would love to see remade. Crawl. I loved Crawl. I loved Crawl. But the effects kind of hurt Crawl. There are some moments that like, you know, I feel like I remember. But you got Liam Neeson's, you got Robbie Coltrane. There's just a lot going on there. I love that movie. But you know, and and I probably would be mad if they actually did remake it. But like Highlander, how the fuck are you remaking Highlander? It's just a money grab piece of shit. And how does Henry Cavill sign on for this? And also, how do you have Henry Cavill playing Connor McCloud? Because Connor McCloud is supposed to be like you, you don't know that he's gonna win. Who is going to intimidate Henry Cavill? Like, yeah. who's the Kurgan to Henry Cavill's Connor McCloud? There's only one person I can think of, and it's Alexander Skarsgård. And I don't know that he would go yeah. back to that role because it's too similar to what he played in True Blood. Yep. Um, but he's taller. Yep. And, and the Rock. has the sense of humor. The Rock could do it. Not, mm, <laughs> I think The Rock is, you know... The Rock can't do everything there, Jim. <laughs> the Rock can't do everything. Why not? And, you know, honestly, I don't know. Like, if I believe, I don't know if I believe The Rock as Kurgan. Kurgan just is like, he's fucking evil. <laughs> and you know, it's just like, you, happy Halloween, ladies. You know, like, you can't, how, why are you remaking that movie? Who's going to play Ramirez? They'll probably get like Antonio Banderas to play Ramirez. But Ramirez um, was like, yeah, maybe. Somebody who's actually Spanish this time? Maybe but he's Egyptian, you know, Egyptian like, Spanish. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, can't. you have the manners of a goat, and you smell like a donkey. It's true. You have no idea whatsoever of your potential. <laughs> um, you can't redo that fucking movie. Oh, but like this Roadhouse movie, what really makes me angry about it, and just I want to fucking punch a hole through the fucking wall. Do it is. It's gonna be. He's a UF, former UFC fighter, mm. of course. Okay. Which? How does that fucking fit in with the original character? Not at all. I don't know. Dalton's a guy who like is like everything is about, you know, cool it off. And it's gonna be set in the Florida fucking Keys. Of how course. is that roadhouse? Well, because how, there are no roads be in the fucking Florida Keys. They'll they have bridges, Casey. That ca they'll be on like bridges, and they'll be shirtless because they'll, it it'll be hot. Boathouse. Boathouse. Boat, boat outhouse <laughs> is better. Actually. But that outhouse is good. I like outhouse. <laughs> boathouse. I think though the name of that is actually that's that's the uh, re uh, the replacement sequel with. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Go. He's living on the boathouse. <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah, fuck this re remake bullshit. Like, what the hell? That is not even, like, you're just slapping the IP, the intellectual property, the name on something to try yep. to get people into theaters, yep. whatever. When this is a story, I'm sorry, the story of Roadhouse is not fucking original. Like, in any way. It is walking tall. That is like, you know, the, the story of the small town where there's a big bad guy who's trying to run the town and the guy who comes in stands up to him. It is like a thousand fucking movies. You don't need to call it Roadhouse. It's Footloose. Exactly. Footloose. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Bacon. Two degrees removed from Kevin Bacon. There you go. This guy right here. Who's um, <laughs> got, got two thumbs and is two degrees away from Kevin <laughs> Bacon. Guy. Nice. Yeah. I, a show with it. That's... I don't know if you've ever heard. If I told you this story, let's uh, have it. I was in a I was in a show with a guy, an actor named Eugene Anthony, and he was in the Blues Brothers. Yes. Uh, he's the he's the Illinois Nazi who says, "I've always loved you." 
Um, and John Belushi is in Blues Brothers is in Animal House with Kevin Bacon. There, there you go. go. Two degrees. Two you know, the, your rage, though, is very common on our podcast. We, we rage about that very thing quite often. I would agree. Well just, said. And Jake Gyllenhaal, just so you know, up until one movie ago, was on our Undoubted list. So he'd made eight movies that were either Mondo, <laughs> all Mondo, or Mondo with one man between them. Which is shocking. But now every shocking. single movie he makes is rape. Now it's all garbage. <laughs> it's all fucking garbage. You know what? I, I, I also have to say, like he stalked me for about six months. Nice. <laughs> That's going to be a story on my own podcast. There we yes. go. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Nerdy Photographer. <laughs> My wife, didn't, my wife didn't believe it until she actually saw it. Did, what, did he have like um, little binoculars and Just he was poking w- out behind a tree? Wait or? for the nerdy photographer podcast. He's all like baiting the hook. Come yeah. on, man. All right, planting the seeds. Okay, listeners, ragers, we all want to know what happened with Casey and Ryan Gosling. There's so many stories. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry. I mix those <laughs> two up all the Ryan time. Where did Ryan Gosling come from? I don't know. They both remind me of Jake What Gosling, is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, well, my rage this week is going to be a little anticlimactic. But because I have seen the trailer for the new... James Cameron film. Okay. You know, the blue guys. Avatar. Yeah, Avatar 2 or something. Avatar 2, I fucked a mermaid. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Avatar 2, I fucked a mermaid. Uh, Because I've seen the previews for that, and I know how good CGI can be, my complaint this week is a better snake in in the movie we just watched. That's my rage Mm. this week. That is... The weakest rage. That's you... pretty weak. Rage. Oh, do we have man. do we have that button that goes? Wah, wah, we wah. don't. I have one. There you go. I, oh, I have one in here, here somewhere. Let's have it. Nope. It's so close. <laughs> it's pretty. That's a, that makes it sound more suspenseful than it was. No, that's Wait, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's just randomly pressing buttons now. It's awesome. <laughs> That's it. it that's that's the one. Yeah, well, mine was stolen, so I had to come up with one. And I, I love this movie so much, I had hardly anything to rage about. So it, the only thing that made me upset was the snake. So that's it. In, we didn't get to talk about it at all. I, I don't think we mentioned it. This is the dog's first acting ever. It had hmm. not been trained at all. Yeah. They wow. brought this dog in from, an, from a rescue. Oh, really? Nice. That's, that's yeah. awesome. And, and it was, and they brought it in. They were like, "Seems to be a pretty smart dog, and it's it's historically accurate." So there and you go. Nice first time around. See, and we can end it on a happy note. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to make you happy. I'm trying to like bring the blood pressure down a little bit. Jim. There we go. And on that note, uh, yes. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Right, we are talking the lists. This is a again because we're doing a special Casey episode, all nerdy photographer, all the time. We have allowed Casey because he is now officially an honorary member, if not an actual member of the Film Rage family, because he has the most important role in it. Which is the voice of Rager Dare. The most important role. The exactly. most important. I, you know, I wasn't feeling the pressure before, but now. <laughs> but now he is. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's sinking in. So as our fifth honorary member, because we have the three of us. We are, We're who's honorary members. Well, we have three of us, which is who's who? me, you, and who's the other one? In our group? Uh, uh, Oh, it's Murray. 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 Yeah, so there's the three of us, including Murray. I'm never going to see a merman. Yeah, you might see a merman, but you know what? Once you do, you'll never forget. So there's the three of us, and we have George, 
from the best little horror house in Philly. Horror house in Philly. Yes, horror. Horror, horror house. Well, George is Stop a Stop calling George, it a horror house. George, George is a whore, so that's okay. He'd be he'd feel pretty happy that I called him that. Uh, who has been a supporter of us since our first day on the job. So he's been an honorary member with us. And now, the nerdy photographer himself. So as an honorary member of Film Rage, Casey was put to task to go look at our list page. We have created a fantastic list for him to choose from. And he is going to be allowed to create a mesmerized for life. And so just to remind some people as to who is mesmerized for life at this point, we have Wanda Sykes, who's Bryce's. We have Russell Crowe, who's Murray's. We have Veronica Cartwright, which was George's. And we have Sean Penn, who is mine. And Casey, I know you took this job very seriously when you had to I review did. it. I asked a lot of questions. You did, but it was good because, you know, as George had said when he made his choice, he said he can see maybe some of these other people being able to withstand being withdrawn. And, yeah. and, and so his and honestly, choice. I, I'm not sure that this person would actually ever be withdrawn. But to me, on many levels, this person is the most mesmerizing actor. And, and to an extent of which I would go to see a film just because I know that they have a cameo in it. Mm. I would go see a film. And that person is Bruce Campbell. Okay. Fair. Which, you know, in all honesty... It it's kind of like he does play mostly cameos in films. He's been on and off in more uh, TV I mean, shows like of late. In mainstream films. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? He steals the scene from everybody. We just saw him in yeah. the infinite madness of Dr. Parnassus or whatever that one was. <laughs> it's the Very Imaginarium close. of Dr. <laughs> no, he was in the Sam Raimi movie. That, yeah, the strange. You know, the one with the strange the Sam dude? Strange movie. doctor from the from alternate dimension. Uh, yeah, that Mr. Weird. Yeah. Dr. Weird. And, yeah, you Dr. Know, Weird. That's Dr. the one. Dr. Weirdo. Dr. Yeah. Weirdo. And he made pizza balls. In so pizza balls. Multi-universe of, of spectacular balls. something. Spectacular you know pizza balls. That, that movie... I don't know. I thought that that was another movie where I thought it could have been a lot more than it was. Yeah. But his performance in it made me like crack. Oh yeah. Up. It's worth seeing was, for Bruce Campbell alone. The, the end. The end when it's like yes. ah, it's over. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, bro, uh, I haven't even got my little like ash nice you know, uh Funko sitting here on my desk. He's like watches over me. It's the best. Per, it's per, the best portrayal of Elvis ever, too. Oh, Bubba yeah. Hotep. Come Bubba on, Bubba Hotep. Oh, yeah. I own that fucking movie, and it's it is it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, that it movie is so good. Yeah, and and uh, you know Ozzy Davis as JFK. JFK. Oh. It, they see him changing out the sand. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like in his head. That's so good. Love that uh, movie. The thing is, not only do I love the films of Bruce Campbell. Um, I really like him as a person. Um, yeah, he seems like a good guy. I've read, I've read his biography. And I don't know if you've had a chance, if chins could kill. <laughs> um, but he gets into a lot of like what it's like to be a B-movie actor. Just working all the time. Yeah. To just make a living. And you think, oh, he's like, oh, you think I'm a star? I don't I make maybe six figures a year. Maybe yeah, if I'm yeah. working really, really hard Yeah. Um, because of everything that he's like, you know, the year that he, they made uh, army of darkness, which, you know, people think of as a pretty big success for yep. him. Um, he's like, I made $250,000. That movie. <laughs> wow. He should have got Two more years. shares in it. I think, uh, well, he's a producer. So I'm, I'm guessing he's made more money of it off of it over time, but he's like, yeah. the yeah. initial payout was two fifty. That was for two years. He had just gotten divorced. He's like, so immediately half is going in the divorce. <laughs> I've got to pay 10% to my agent. I got to pay, you know, X amount to AFTRA and SAG and uh, all these other people. And then to, you know, like, and then I got to pay taxes. He's like, I made $50,000. Oh, no. He makes more Working going uh, to what, Comic Con or convention or Horror Con, yeah. and he gets paid 50 bucks or 100 bucks for a picture. Yeah, he loves 
his fans. Yeah. He is loves his fans so much. I've met him in person three times uh, at different things, and he is genuinely interested in his, his fans. Yeah. Um, not only because they pay his bills, but he sees them as real people. Yeah. And not just a paycheck. And when I saw him at the his book tour for his for If Chins Could Kill, he was doing questions, Q and A, and I got up and I said, you know, I too am originally from Michigan. I'm an actor. Um, this was back when I before I went full time in photography and I was acting, and I said to him, Hey, uh, what's your? Not all of us can fall into the pot of gold that is growing up with Sam Raimi and you know what is your like what is your advice to a, a young actor trying to, to make it and he said uh, have a timeline for yourself because you don't want to sit here and like come back to yourself 10 years later and be like what the hell did I do with my life have goals and when you you know that you regularly examine and if you don't reach those goals sit back and go like okay what am I doing okay what what is what's happening in my life. And that actually stuck with me. And I found very interesting is a, something to that, you know, somebody's saying he's, and, um, during the pandemic, my wife got me a virtual meet and greet, uh, with Bruce, uh, for my birthday. And he does that too. He, on, he really is working hard for his money. It was part of another thing. He was part of like a, like you could, pay for it as part of like he was doing a screening of wow he was doing a screening of evil dead too and he was like doing uh, you know like oh this is what happened oh it's so many things i learned about evil dead too their process because he was a producer on that as well and their process of like bribing all of the town townspeople <laughs> where they shot to like you know oh you know somebody's got to get you know a little bit of kickback for this so that we can get electricity <laughs> and you know the, the, how he how they went through that process um and they shot everything in that movie basically in a in a auditorium of a school of an abandoned high school. They hmm. built all of their sets inside. The, they, but to get to use it, like they paid five thousand dollars to rent this place for three months. But to pay five thousand dollars, they had to like pay out all everybody. Oh, well, so it's like gonna do Russia almost. Yeah, yeah. but so and so is going to get craft services, and so and so is going to get this, and like yeah to get like, but they still saved money but you know whatever so he's telling that story and then you attached to that you could get a little like a, a 10 minute meet and greet a virtual meet and greet like facetime with him and he came up and he was like he you know they obviously gave him a name he's like hey casey what's, what's going on and started talking to him and i said you know i wanted to do this so i could thank you for the advice you gave me to like as an actor to you know check back and i think he's like well you know, good for you. Like you actually listened to that advice and I never took it, took it myself. I should have gotten out of this fucking job. I should have became a photographer. Years ago. And yeah. he was like, but then he was like, he immediately went into, what are you doing now? And he wanted to know like how my life was going. So you He's paid, your wife paid to hear him talk to you. And yet, for 10 minutes you talked about yourself to Bruce Campbell. No, I mean not just that. he was he was he was just like really kind and really interested in like he's like you know like so you know what do you do and I told him I'm a photographer and, and like mostly do weddings and he was like man the pandemic must have just like punched you in the nuts. And I was like yeah. And I said then my my parents died and he's like what? And I, I told him a little bit about that and he was like and that fucking sucks. Yeah. And he was just like you know commiserating and talking about he, his dad had died, you know he was talking about like we were having a real human conversation. And that is one of the reasons I like that, that reinforces my love of his work. Um, he's very much a craftsman. Like he, he, a guy who depended very much on physical work, amazing physical comedy, especially in his youth, which he can't quite do anymore. He's like, you know, this late fifties at this point. Um, but you know he's he's very much a tradesperson, and and approaches it that way, and I, that I really respect that, from and from somebody who truly cares about their fans and really finds them to be, you know, important, and their lives are important to him, not just yeah, as somebody who shows up and gives money or stuff. 
Well, it's funny because as much as Bryce and I love Bruce Campbell, Murray's going to even be more happier to find out that Bruce Campbell is now <laughs> mesmerized, mesmerized for life. life. Nice. Mesmerized for life. All right. So you're also charged uh. with, I don't know which one you picked. You were going to give us a mystery. You can add somebody <laughs> else or put forward to put them on one of our other lists. Now, you may get vetoed because that does happen on this. If one of us does not agree with you, and if you're giving doubted or undoubted, we have to go through their list of movies. So, <laughs> what have you chosen? Uh, I'm going with, like, you know, not good. Um, you're going doubted? Doubted. Okay. Um, I'm excited. We We don't have a lot of people on our doubted list, so... And, I mean, what is the thing? You know, doubted is the, the, it's not, it's not the, whatever, the step below that, not like mesmerizing. Okay. So then for our listeners who haven't heard before, if someone is mesmerizing, it means that they have their last eight movies. Oh, sorry. Mesmerizing oh, no. means they're mesmerizing in everything. Yes. Sorry. Right. And it doesn't matter who else is in it. They eat up the scenery. Repulsive is the reverse of that. If they're repulsive, it means every time they're on screen, you want to either punch someone or throw up or both. And then doubted means that every the last eight movies that they made, they have to be mondo and they cannot have a math twice. So, and that can be by either no mondos and they cannot have back to back mez. Yes, it's got to be. All bad, basically. Yeah. So if they get two mez back to back, and it can be by any one of us. So that now includes you. So we rate each film based on who you put forward. If you're doing doubted or undoubted, and then that film, if the, if we go through their list and they don't fit the criteria, then they don't make it on the list. And ironically, if you're undoubted, you also can't have back to back mez. That's right. <laughs> right. Mm, that's a, a trick of the trade. Yep. Yes. Uh, my nomination is Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Okay. I love this. Dave Franco. Because I, I don't know if... Uh, so you're putting him on for Doubted, I'm assuming, not Undoubted. Yes. Doubted. Okay. So that that's actually a really good choice. Uh, so his last film he made was called Day Shift, which I have not I seen yet. I haven't seen it. Maybe it's not I out. Seen it. oh, you have seen it? It's out. It's out on Netflix. Did you see it? It's... Is it a rage? Yes. It's a meh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a, so he might, you know, I mean, you know, you're now going to the one before I mean, that. I, so you I, have I, to decide if because of the one, but the one before it, we've already reviewed it on our podcast, and it was two rages from both Bryce and I, which is six underground. <laughs> was that a rage? Six underground, yes. Okay, oh, so man, was okay. it a rage? Yeah, that was a big rage. And then Zeroville, rage. Zeroville. Was also a rage. All right. Yes. Um, six balloons, which I've never seen. Never seen. So we might have to go back to that. The disaster artist, which was a meh, actually. I didn't mind it. Was it. A meh. Okay. The little hours was a meh, so it was two mehs back to back. Damn it! Yeah. Damn. But do you find him repulsive? No. Neither no, do we. I don't find it repulsive. Yeah. That I was mean, a quick strike. Now, you had somebody else you were going to put forward on Mesmerize well, I, it, that you told me about. And he's in a new the, uh, For TV Mesmerizing, show. I was... Yeah. Give for it to us. Mesmerizing, I was... Was uh, Jeff Bridges. Actually... Which I don't... Bryce, what say you? Is Jeff Bridges Mesmerizing? Uh, I'll go yes. My reason, like, the, where I thought that got questionable was Seventh Son. Also, um, <laughs> oh, the one Which I... was not his best work. Yeah, but he could still be mesmerizing in the film. So the movie could be oh, the worst yeah. movie ever made. But if they're... Mes well, no, if it's the worst movie ever made, as far as you're concerned, then they can't be on anything. But... Right. Except repulsive. It's one of our weird. It's well, it's Bryce's weird <laughs> rule, and apparently it sticks. But <laughs> as uh, my rules other, generally do. The other thing he was it in was the weirdest. 
it, that movie was the weirdest uh, sequel to The Big Lebowski that I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the only one that, and I'm gonna say yes, but I'm gonna go have to. Maybe someone will dare me to see the Tron two, because I he don't seem great. to remember he, he was, was mesmerizing in that. Was he? Well, he wasn't even he was really the, in it. He was just perfect. a yeah, but just a he? computer generated oh, weird but, thing. But he wasn't in it. Well, no, 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 no. No, there, was, there were there were the weird de-aged parts of that, and there was the the. But the thing was, there was the de-aged. Jeff Bridges that was him when he was supposed to be younger, but then there's also the DH Jeff Bridges that is a computer program. <laughs> so there's just so it's much confusing. Jeff Bridges, is what you're saying. There's, there's a lot of Jeff Bridges in that movie, and and it was not the... I love the original Tron so much. Yeah, so do I. Um, I love it. I, I commonly use the line, why did I write so many tank programs um, <laughs> when I'm feeling frustrated and nice. overwhelmed. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that he was the best part of that movie. Um, well, I, I may go back to watch Tron Legacy. I I think right now he's on. Okay. And uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Well, you know, the, the great thing about it is, unless someone's saved, if they get up against Viola Davis or Francis McDormand, they may not last. That's so far. It's been. I don't think he's been in movie with either of those, but the uh, ones he's yeah no. Is that one that's Sarah Goats? Who's the man who Sarah Goats has a bunch of people in it, but it's like Kevin yeah. Spacey and uh, might be Francis McDormand, Ewan that. McGregor, and George Clooney. Mm-hmm. But I still think he was the best part of that. Stephen Lang, I love Stephen Lang. There's a lot of good people in that, but I still think that Jeff Bridges' character is the best part of that movie. Yeah. That might be one we have to revisit just to see. Well, now that we've put him on, it'll give Murray a pretty big list to go back to. Because John Goodman yeah. and him are both in The Big Lebowski, so... Oh, yeah. Damn, we might have to go watch a good movie. There you go. Hey, man. That's that's my favorite movie of all time. There you go. It is a pretty damn fine movie, so you've got good taste, me bucko. All right. All right, so... All right, we've got some Rager Dare. Dun, dun, dun. Casey is going to dare us yes. to see a movie for our next episode that he thinks is going to make with, us rage. Keeping with the my own rage of unnecessary remakes, I'm going to dare you to see the 2015 remake. Uh-huh. Of Point Break. No. <laughs> yes. Will you break or will it be pointless break? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm a little frightened, actually. Because oh. I have a feeling it's going to be really, 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 really really i think you're gonna be really angry at this i actually created a list i was like oh uh and i picked from it <laughs> if you guys ever want another bag to choose from i got some shit that'll piss oh nice well you know um, what we are always at some point maybe we'll have a casey bag we'll be able to pick yeah. from the casey bag <laughs> if you choose to there's, there's some and, and then yeah, yeah oh there's some bad there, movies out there there are some there's and but i also looked over your list of repulsive and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the, if you realize these people are in a movie together, uh, uh, but they are. Uh, <laughs> that's something we've never done is like a repulsive off. Who's the most repulsive? Well, I tried to introduce that to you, but you were too afraid. You uh, said, "Do we have to?" Because that's going to scare me. Eh, maybe. I it was almost. I, I don't really the, recall that. But the exact same words, but I'm, I'm kind of game for that actually now. Yeah. Because I think. Isn't Cameron D? Oh no, what's his face came off repulsive. Mm. Oh, you never need Aston Kusher. Yeah, he was on. No, sir, he was on Doubted, but he got off. Yeah, just like I got off He's, after seeing his last uh, movie. Uh, too much information, or not enough. One of the two. Mm. All, All right. right, so we are going to be watching Point Break 2.0. Is what I'm hearing. That's what we're doing. Yep. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 
looking forward to it. Like, it's one of those yeah, ones Ray. that just leave it where it was. Like, oh, yeah. Patrick Swayze's movie. rolling over in his grave. I feel that original film is just like, it is perfect for its point in time. Mm. And you have to understand that it's that's why it's a fun movie. It's that period of time when it was made. You don't need to remake it and update it. It's yeah, yeah, mm, so bad. And we get to watch it again. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't believe I did. Wa- I don't think I've watched it the first time. Yeah, yeah I didn't I watch think, it because it came never, to cinemas, and I was like, "Why would I see this?" Yeah. Is Keanu right. Reeves in it? I then see, I'm not seeing. it. I see everything, so I'm thinking I must have seen it, but I I don't think I did. You didn't see um, the hottie and the naughty also, and it came to cinemas. That's true. I have now, though, Jim. We'll be... Yeah. We'll be talking about that this week. Paris Hilton. That's hot. That's hot. So hot. So hot. I can't believe that. That's so hot. Guys. Howdy. Uh, I'm Casey, host of the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Are you curious about photography? Perhaps you run a creative-minded business. Then you'll want to tune in to the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Episodes feature stimulating interviews and discussions, as well as a little bit of totally useless information, all set inside the frame of a science fiction comic book adventure. So what are you waiting for? Adventure awaits. Head over to nerdyphotographer.com or find the Nerdy Photographer podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hey. Does that sound familiar? That sounds pretty fucking cool. Doesn't it? Now, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners about you, your podcast, or life in general? Uh, about life in general, take it easy. Just, you know, the dude abides. Like, that's just, that's my, uh, become more and more my motto these days. Uh, the podcast is, does not take itself incredibly seriously. We, sometimes we do address serious issues, uh, but we're more about, you know, getting into exploring our own creativity and the things it's not just about photography uh, all the time, uh, but it's about, you know, living your life in a creative way. Right on. And it is how I fell in love with this man and will continue to love him till the end of time. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, Casey from the nerdy photographer podcast for coming on our show. Pew, pew. And for the talent that you bring our show every week. Thanks, Ragers. Nice. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family. You can find our show notes. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do... Please, 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 please I'll make us rage. That's it for this week. We'll be back in another week. Now, rage on. Rage on. Rage on. Nice. I said rage on. Rage on. Yeah. Rage on.